This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. A few years ago, I wrote a column about the lyrics to Oregon State's song. And that's when I was contacted by Amy Shapiro, a Beaverton woman who'd been working for years to update the song for modern times. Amy and her husband are passionate about the need to reform the song, and they performed their version for us in the studio two months ago, back when we were still meeting in person with people. This is Organ Lives. I'm Samantha Swindler. My name is Tom Hallman, and we're here today with a little bit of trivia, because I know there's a state flag, and I believe a state animal, but I had no idea, and I was born and raised in Oregon, I had no idea there was a state song. So we're here to talk to somebody who's going to tell us about the history of the song and her proposed revisions for the official state song. This is Amy Shapiro. Yes, it is. And her husband, Jeff Olnick. Very nice to be here. Tom, I cannot believe you didn't know we had a state song. Well, the listeners won't see this, but when I said that, Amy put her hands on her head like, who am I sitting next to? (laughs) I didn't. And I realized uh, state songs are not taught in school. So first off, I have a, a general question. Why don't we know there's a state song? And what does that say about us as a state? Well, I didn't know there was a state song until about a little over 30 years ago when I was teaching music at the Portland Jewish Academy. And a former governor at the time asked me to teach the state song to my students and bring them to the Capitol for a Children's Day to perform it with other students from around the state. So I said, okay, and that's when I learned the state song, and I was very troubled by it because... I didn't think that the words were inclusive, and there were certain words that I did not want to explain to the children. And I always explained the songs to the children, so it made it difficult for me. But I taught it to them, and we went to the Capitol, and we sang it with other kids, and then I never sang it again. (laughs) But a few years ago, the Hillsborough Symphony Orchestra, in which Jeff, my husband, plays principal clarinet, asked me to sing the state song, because they had a new arrangement of it. And I thought carefully, and I said, okay, but I'm going to change some of the words. <laughs> okay, let me let me get a little historical perspective for okay. myself and okay. for listeners. When was the state song written, and why? It was written in 1920, exactly 100 years ago. All right, and what at the time was the purpose? First, do all states have a state song? I think don't know. Okay. A lot of states have a state song. I think most states have a state song. I grew Uh up in Texas, and we grew up singing Texas, our Texas. Everybody knows Texas, our Texas. We grew up in Wisconsin, and we have on Wisconsin, but I have to admit, I don't know all the words. I thought that was a football song. Well, it was, but then they also changed a couple of the words and made it the state song. Okay. Let me, I have the history of the state song. So I wrote a column about this a couple of years ago. Yes, I was in your column. That's how we first met. Yes. There was a contest in 1919 by the Society of Organ Composers. They solicited entries from across the state. They had more than 200 people submit song ideas. Interestingly, the Oregon Historical Society has in their vault all of the rejected state songs. So we went down there a couple of years ago and like flipped through the pages to look at all the rejects, which is pretty funny. There's a lot of good ones in the rejects. 
The winning entry was number 163. It was written by judge and former state representative J.A. Buchanan of Astoria. A judge getting picked number one. Is there any hanky-panky there? There Probably. always is. Probably. There always <laughs> is. <laughs> he wrote it in 1920. It became the official state song by a legislative vote in 1927. I don't think I'm alone. I bet if I walked down the streets of downtown Portland and said, I'll give you 10 bucks if you can tell me the state song, and I'll give you 100 if you can sing it. So what happened in the time it was written to today? Is it the changing society? It's not a good song to sing, Tom. But, it's but not a lot good. of songs are not that good to sing, but we still know them. Happy birthday? Yeah, but happy birthday is not Bach. offensive, I okay, don't think. So, <laughs> but it, when did the... I'm just trying to give a little context to how society changes and what was seen as okay. Was it ever considered offensive when it was first written? I'm sure not. Well, we haven't even talked about the lyrics. Okay. Okay. There's mm-hmm. several verses, but the first verse... There is are the, two verses. There are only two verses There's only two I verses. Okay. The entry that he submitted... When his during the contest has like three verses, uh-huh. but I guess we only sing two. Yeah, and really, you only sing the first one. Really? When I was in the Rotary Club mm-hmm. in Forest Grove, we used to sing "Organ My Organ" before every meeting, <laughs> and then we got a a president who did not like the lyrics, and then she stopped having us sing it. Uh-huh. But maybe you should sing it because I'm not a very good singer. <laughs> Do you want to sing the original version? I could. <laughs> Okay. Jeff doesn't want me to. Okay, okay, okay. So we go. I can goes, tell you what not, the words are. It's not are, like though. the worst Talk thing you've ever heard. The original it's land. I might get it wrong. Land of the Empire Builders, land of the Golden West, conquered and held by free men, fairest and the best. Yes. Onward and upward, ever forward and on and on. Hail to the land of heroes, my Oregon. Okay. We're going to have to do that again later, but. But it's, uh, and in the second verse, it I mean, says, how does that strike you, Tom? How yeah, do you well, see, feel I was about at that? This, well, the conquering, whatever. Uh, the, I mean, that's conquered the, I, and held by free men, right, when I heard that, and the I, best. I, I, I definitely see the offensive words there. But I was looking at this. Oh, oh we didn't get to the second verse. The yes. second verse gets better. Okay, it starts off pretty good, right? Land of the rose and sunshine, land of the summer's breeze. That's cool. Everybody yeah, digs that. I like it. Laden with health and vigor, fresh from the western seas. Very nice. Dig it. Fine. Blessed by the blood of martyrs, land of the setting sun. Hail to thee, land of promise, my Oregon. See, they lost me at the blood of martyrs. I did not want to teach the children to sing about the blood of martyrs. Did the children ask about the blood of martyrs? Yeah, they asked. But and what did you tell them? Well, since it was a Jewish school, I did sort of tell them that, you know, I, we talked about who was conquered and who the conquerors were and who the blood of the martyrs might be referring to, but I didn't go into it very much. It's not something I wanted to talk about with children, and it's especially difficult in a Jewish school when there are martyrs all over the world who call themselves martyrs for attacking Jews and being killed, and then they're martyrs, and then they get paid for being martyrs and their families, you know. So this that had nothing to do with it. I just didn't go into it, you know. But for me personally, I did not want to sing about that. Now, when this was written in 1920, probably there isn't any you know, second guessing, singing this in a stadium or something like that. Today, I don't know that anybody's going to really feel comfortable singing that. Also, Jeff and I spent two years on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation in South Dakota. 
and we are very sympathetic to Native Americans and what happened to them in this country, and I really felt uncomfortable singing about the conquering heroes and the empire builders. Jeff, what do you think about the song? I find it highly offensive for the reasons that Amy's talked about. The words are very difficult to even say. You say them and you feel uncomfortable, and to try to have children learn them very unpleasant. There's also an economic aspect to the song. It's deliberately misleading. Hmm. It starts, Land of the Empire Builders. Have you ever heard of a train called the Empire Builder? No. The people who, I don't remember all the names uh, of of the various uh, railroad barons, but uh, they were intent on literally building an empire in the Northwest. And so the very first line of the song is an ad for the Empire Builder. Land of the Empire Builders, land of the Golden West. If I told you I was going to the Golden West, where would you think of? Not Oregon. Probably California. California. California is the Golden State. Did the people who wrote the song know this? Absolutely they did. And they were trying to conflate Oregon and California so that people would say, oh, I'm going out to essentially California. So the song isn't just offensive, it's deliberately offensive to make money for certain groups of people. And so I have a lot of difficulty with the song, and that's why I've been very supportive of Amy in rewriting it. The next line after that is, uh, of course, conquered and held by free men, fairest and the best. This would certainly be reassuring to people who were in the East and fearful. So you have to reassure them that white people were in control. This is my interpretation of the song, and it's why I find it so offensive. I think the melody is fine, although you could argue the way that he pronounces Oregon and Oregon two different ways is also offensive. In a, I mean, not offensive, but like, not great. <laughs> well, it, I pronounce it the same way every time, Oregon. There's one place where it would rhyme better if it was Oregon, but I don't do that. Why do symbols, whether they're flags or the tomahawk chop at the Atlanta Braves or this song, why do those matter? What do they say subconsciously if we don't challenge these things? And what do we need to do as either people in the audience or at the stadium or residents of Oregon do to make changes? Well, for one thing, there was actually a bill written to change the words to the song, and it died in the legislature. But at the time when it was sitting there waiting to go was the time when people were murdered on the MAX train. And that really got to me that this changing this song and, and is really important. You know, the people who were being attacked on the train were Muslims, and therefore not the fairest and the best, the way I, you know, the who the song is referring to. I just feel that we need to be more inclusive and sensitive and include the people who were conquered. I don't know. To me, it's very important that we not have a state song that is racist. I wrote a column about this in 2016, and I got a lot of really angry feedback from people who thought that it was totally inappropriate to change the song, that this was part of our history, that you're trying to rewrite everything and change everything. And I would disagree with that because I don't think it is a part of history. I think it's a living document. I think a song is a living document. If you're expected to sing it today and not just put it in a history book and say this was the song in 1920, it's not changing history. It's reflecting what we are today so that we can still sing it. 
I, yes. I absolutely agree with you. And there are many examples of anthems which have been changed. I think the best examples come from our own military. Uh, if you look at the military anthems, all of them, every single one has been changed over time with no fanfare and no objection. The old song, uh, When the Caissons Go Rolling Along, became irrelevant because we no longer used caissons. No one even knows what one <laughs> is anymore. So it became The Army Goes Rolling Along. Did anybody object? Not to my knowledge, and the song became updated and was no longer problematic. And you can say the same thing of everyone, I'm not sure about the Coast Guard, but um, all, all of the other anthems I know have been changed. So there's plenty of precedent for changing established songs to go with the times. It doesn't mean that you're rejecting the uh, entity for which the uh, symbol stands. It just means you're updating it so that people understand it. And if uh, mores change and, and certain things become offensive, well, then we should change that. Slavery is a part of our history. Would anybody suggest that we return to that? That, that would be horrible. So, uh, yes, I think we have to change things that need to be changed, and we can do that without rejecting our heritage. What's required to make the change? Is it a political decision? And yes. who's opposed to the change and why? I don't really know if anybody is opposed to it. They just haven't gotten around to it. Representative Sherry Scouten invited me to come sing it. She's the one who has been working with me for years on it and told me to change more of the words. So I was thrilled and I went and sang it at the legislature for the opening ceremonies in the House and everybody stood through the whole thing and I could tell they really liked it. They liked the words I was singing, they liked the song, they applauded for a long time and one of the representatives came up to me afterwards and said, thank you so much, that's exactly what we needed you to do. And I said I was thrilled and I got a letter from the Speaker of the House, Tina Kotek, thanking me, would you like to hear the letter? Sure. February 14th, 2020, to Amy Shapiro. Dear Amy, on behalf of the Oregon House of Representatives, I would like to thank you for the lovely presentation of a contemporized Oregon My Oregon you gave before the House on Friday, February 14th, 2020. I appreciate your willingness to come and participate in the opening ceremonies of the Oregon House. Opening ceremonies have long been a tradition in the House, and it was an honor to have you as our distinguished guest. I hope that you may consider returning in the future. Sincerely, Tina Kotek, Speaker of the House. Thank you. So what happens next? Does somebody make a proposal to change it and it's voted on? Yes. Or, and the legislature would be the one that would do that? I believe so, although I have heard rumors that the governor could do it. I don't know if that's true or not, that the governor could decide to change it and could change it. So I we're don't talking know. maybe next year. When the legislature is in session, or is it two years? They do it every year. They have like a little they have a session. a long session and, and a short session. The little one's ending. We're right. in a little session. Okay. That's not going anywhere. And there was a bill in the long session previously, and that's when it died. I feel like it's going to be one of those things that it just never is going to rise to the level. I mean, I'm, maybe I'm a pessimist, but there's a lot of stuff that they can't seem to agree on down there. And I could see some people arguing I'm trying to go back through the columns that I wrote about it, and nobody told me on the record that they were opposed to it. But there are people who feel like it's just tinkering with history and changing our history. That's going to be the argument against it. After I wrote the first column, the granddaughter of the guy who wrote the song emailed me, and she was not happy. I know. I remember that. Yeah, she wasn't very happy. But if we want to be able to sing our state song, 
it needs to be changed. Yeah, I would Otherwise, love to be able to sing the state song. Sing the state song, and there uh, there has been talk about having a contest to get a new state song, but I know that will take years, and I know that again it will be questionable as to who gets to submit a song and who chooses the song and whose nephew gets to be the one who wins. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'd, be, I'd be curious on the creative part. How did you do this? Where did you come up with the new lyrics and what did you channel from your experience or the experience of people you know? How, how do you write this? Well, I am a songwriter. I wrote a song called My Friend Madison about my hometown, Madison, Wisconsin, and they selected it as one of the official songs of Madison. It's great. And I looked at the words. I realized that the Oregon song did not have anything in it about mountains, rivers, or forests. And I thought, how can there be an Oregon state song without mountains, rivers, and forests? I didn't like the idea of the white people being the empire builders being the fairest and the best. So I just wrote words that were better, (laughs) that I thought were better, and that were easier to sing, much more conquered and held by Freeman as a terrible line to sing, whereas Forests and Rolling Rivers is much better for Oregon. And, And the other words were okay, you know, I agree that it's an old song, and it has history, and it has tradition, and the melody is okay. So I just changed the words that I needed to change, and I think love of freedom is much better than blood of martyrs. And everybody can proudly stand and say Oregon is blessed by the love of freedom. It wasn't that difficult. I mean, if you were going to sit and write a song or even a poem of the things that you like about Oregon, nobody is going to be saying, I'm really glad that I live in a state that was conquered and held by free men. That's really what I have a lot of state pride in. I mean, I just think it's incredible to even write a song. Just the technical part of doing it is is difficult. As a a writer, I'm impressed that you could, if I had to write a song about the newsroom, (laughs) <laughs> I would be hard pressed so that you could do that. I know you got the mountains and the forest, but to do it, that shows a, a, a level of talent that Jeff is rare. Jeff wrote a whole musical drama about Jews and American Indians that we performed in 1992 or something like that. We're both songwriters. He wrote a song about Oregon called Wildwood Trail, which is a bluegrass type song that's really good. So it's not that hard for us because that's what we do. We were born that way. Incidentally, if people want to hear any of these songs, oh, yes. uh, you just go and uh, go to YouTube and go look up Jeffrey Olnick. That's my, you know, my channel, and uh, and all of these songs uh, are there. When did you put the new lyrics together? I started about five years ago, I think, and I revised it and revised it, and the new lyrics are a couple of years ago. Do you think it'll ever get changed? I do. But I'm optimistic, so what can I say? I'm just an optimistic person, even though I'm fairly depressed because I'm an artist and I'm sensitive and the world is really difficult to take. That's where good songs come from. Yes, but on <laughs> the other hand... Nobody's songs about how happy we are. No, so that's, that's, that's right. That's, that's how we're inspired by but that. But on the other hand, I am possibly foolishly optimistic And I think it'll happen. I want it to happen. I want it to happen in my lifetime. I actually really like that you've kept a lot of the original Mm -hmm. song and just updated the versions Mm -hmm. of it. So it does, you know, pay tribute to, to the history there. Exactly. I love Oregon. Jeff and I are just so lucky that we happened to come here. It was destiny. We came here first for a year in 1978, and Jeff did his medical internship at St. Vincent Hospital. But that was just a fluke. 
we had never been to Oregon, and he just got a job there, so we came. And then we had to go to the Indian Reservation to pay back a scholarship obligation to the Public Health Service, which helped him get through medical school. And then we ended up back in Portland, and we've been here ever since, since 1982. And I was chosen to be the music teacher at the Portland Jewish Academy, and I was asked to teach the children the song. There's a Yiddish word called bashert, which means destiny. It also means the person you're destined to be with. He's my bashert, and it was bashert. It was destiny that we ended up here and that I had to change the song. So I'm really hoping that that destiny leads to actually changing the song and getting it officially changed to the new words. Did you know the state of Oregon has 23 different state symbols of things? There's like a You're state. You're asking me? Yeah. But no, there's like there's like a state animal. Okay, let oh, me ask you There's a this. state drink. L- let's say we're being yeah, very... Yeah, the uh, that's on the back. The beaver on the back. Like, and if, isn't if, Oregon <laughs> the only state with a th- on its flag, it has a, a thing on the front and the back? That's true. I believe so, yes. What do you think that if we were going to just, if we were going to come up with state symbols... What now would be state symbols that represent Oregon? I think I would go with the rose. Okay. Uh, we have a rose festival. It's already uh, you know, associated strongly with uh, Portland and with the Willamette Valley. And roses, of course, are beautiful and grow well here. So The state flower is the Oregon grape. Which is not bad. Uh, is that a wine grape? I never even knew it. Such you a mean thing. the blossoms or no, no, no. There's a there's a there's a flower. It's a plant. They're actually edible. Uh, Oregon grape. They don't taste very good. But the well, berries are edible. edible but bitter. People use it in jellies and jams. The state seal. The flag. How about a bird? The western meadowlark. That's lame. <laughs> state tree. You know this one. Douglas fir. Yeah. Thank God. That's a give me. <laughs> that was a guess. <laughs> we have a state fish. Salmon. Yes. Okay. Chinook salmon, specific. This is stupid. There's a state rock. <laughs> Do you know what the state rock is? Granite. No I, I could think of many jokes, but no, I don't know. It's a thunder egg. Oh, those are nice. Our lawmakers have taken the time to vote on a state rock. So the least they can do is change the state song. I, I think, think this so. would make a great party game for people. <laughs> you get the list and you go around and you, you, you have a little contest. We have a state seashell. Okay, you're getting a little under the weeds there. Oregon Harry Triton. <laughs> there's a state beverage. Beer? Milk. Oh. That's the dairy farmer lobby right there. State mushroom. I mean, this is so ridiculous. State fruit is a pear. A pear. Who thinks of Oregon pears? I would pears? think of cherries. It should be the Bing cherry invented in Milwaukee. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Invented? Yeah. It's like hybridized or whatever. Created. Mm. Anyway, we're getting off topic. But the point is, there's a whole bunch of like weird, goofy facts about Oregon. And a fun right. fact should be the state song. It mm-hmm. shouldn't be like a kind of embarrassing fact. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this before you play it. Is it a simple song with your new lyrics for people to sing? Yes. It's a group song. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's Everybody not like the Star Spangled along. Banner with that not high note all. that nobody can hit. No, no. It's like a folk song, kind of. Well, I'm curious to hear it. I'd be glad to sing it for you. We're going to hear Amy's updated version of Organ My Organ after we take a short break. And now here's Amy Shapiro singing her version of Organ My Organ. Land of majestic mountains, 
land of the great northwest forests and rolling rivers grandest and the best onward and upward ever forward and on and on hail to the land of heroes my Oregon Land of the rose and sunshine Land of the summer's breeze Laden with health and vigor Fresh from the western seas Blessed by the love of freedom Land of the setting sun Hail to the land of promise My Oregon Hail to the land of promise My Oregon That's so much better. Yes, it's great. Don't you feel like such state pride? Definitely, I love like the song. You could sing it? I don't know about singing it, but I sure like it. <laughs> it's a lot better. It's like, Great. yeah, Oregon, hell yeah! Like you're pumped about your state. Now, now. we're at a football game again. Right? I thought it was a beautiful song. <laughs> I like the emotion behind it, and I like the meaning of the words, and especially getting some context about what it used to be. I think this is a beautiful thing you're doing. Well, thank you. I appreciate your support. So I think you already asked this, maybe, but where is it at now? Well, I know that. Sherry Scouten is very much in support. She's the one who invited me there to sing it, and I know that she wants this to happen. She has been doing some incredible work this session about health care, and I have nothing but respect for her, and I appreciate everything that she's doing. And I know that she wants to do this, so I don't know. I feel like there will be more support now than there was. This is the first time I've been able to sing it for those people, and I know that they really liked it, so maybe something will happen. I emailed Tina Kotek back and said that I sincerely hope that there will be discussions about it now, now that the people have heard it, and that maybe there will be some action to make it officially the way the words are. Let me ask you a practical question. What if everybody who heard this contacted their representative and had pressure from the ground up instead of hoping that somebody down there decides to do this? It seems like that's well, how things that's would change. that's what we need. That yes. would make a huge difference. Legislators are very responsive right. to calls from their constituents. We have a, a Facebook page called Change the Oregon State Song. So people can check that out on Facebook, too. And this was the, you sang it during the opening ceremonies yes. of the session. This was the first time that you'd performed it for lawmakers. Yes. And it just happened to be Oregon's birthday that day, which we were not aware of when we scheduled it. And we scheduled it at the last minute. Once again, it was destiny. And it was um, the 161st birthday of Oregon that day. And it was also 100 years since the song had been written. February 14th. February 14th is Oregon's birthday. Yeah. And if people are interested, again, if you go to my YouTube channel, uh, that performance at the state legislature is on the channel. That's, That's Jeff, great. Jeffrey Olnick's YouTube channel. What kind of feedback did you get from lawmakers after you performed the song? Did they come up to you and say things? 
Well, yes, one representative did come up to me specifically, came over to the side where I had been told to go and told me that she just appreciated it so much and it was exactly what they needed. And she was so grateful that I had done that, that I had changed the words and that I had come to sing it. And I know that Sherry Scouten was very happy. That's all I know. <laughs> I, I think what's anything. nice about this, when we look at historical movements, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, things started when people said this is not right. And that's where change comes. Change does not come from the top down. It comes from the bottom up. And you guys are a great example of that, of enlightening people about our history and what words mean and the power of the right word. Thank you guys for coming in. This was great. Well, this was our first concert. Us. All right. Cool. Thank, thank you, you for having us. And now, Amy, bring us on home. <laughs> There's a place that I know, and someday I'm going to go back to that wild and verdant land between the mountains and the sea, where they live by mighty rivers, and the trees seem so much bigger in that great Oregon country. That's where I long to be. Down the wide Willamette Valley I will sail And I'll stop and smell the roses As I walk the Wildwood Trail Wildwood Trail, Wildwood Trail And I'll stop and smell the roses On the wild, Wildwood Trail I think this is great because this comes to you from the Oregonian And we have an Oregon song here Written by Jeffrey Olnick That was beautiful. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. That was Wildwood Trail, written by Jeffrey Olnick. And that's it from us. Thanks for listening to Oregon Lives. If you like our podcast and you want to hear more, give us a review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.